I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi, folks. Have a good day today. Let me the first welcome you to Autism Rocks Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must know that I am not a doctor psychiatrist. If your starting audience is diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. I only speak based on my experiences. Also, I have a shout-out that I'd like to give to Mr. James Durman. So, James Durman has been a guest on my show, and he was the fourth up runner for American Idol, and he is an awesome person, has a beautiful family, and he is one cool guy to hang out with and a cool rock star. So, James, let's rock on, man. And today's episode is going to be a little odd, because today we are going to be reading a book. And I will get credit to the book to make sure I don't get sued, but anyway... <laughs> So the book I will read today are excerpts from the book of National Geographic Kids, Cats vs. Dogs by Elizabeth Carney. The publication date is 2011, and the publisher is the National Geographic Society. The ISBN number is 9781-4263-07553. Now this book is talking about how cats and dogs, and because that's the ultimate competition, is cats versus dogs. It's the ultimate, man. I, it really is, because you always have to be like, cats are better, cats are better, meow, meow, psst, meow. But you got dogs like, like dogs are better, dogs are better, dogs are better. Ow! I mean, those are the type of things you have. You always have that big debate on what's better, cats or dogs. And there are other many debates, but this is a debate. So this, that's what this book's about is telling you like what the cat is better at, what the dog's better at, and just explaining like all the things that make up the pet and which ones they're better at than the other. And that leads us to a competition to where we determine what's the ultimate animal pet, cat or dog. And no matter what with this, you can have your own opinion. Hint, hint, wink, wink. But honestly, no matter what you think, this book will still tell you what's better. But you can still have your opinion. I mean, this book doesn't make you like whatever. It doesn't force you to like a certain thing. It makes you want to change your mind maybe. Or even maybe keep your keep your opinion to yourself. But it won't change your mind. That's the one thing I want to get through to your guys' head is don't change your mind. If you don't agree with the book, don't agree with it. But if you agree with it, awesome. Then let's keep liking what you like. Now... We will start the book, but there will be a reason and a topic on autism that will be explained, but it will be TBA and to be determined until until later in the episode. Now, this is the last thing before we read. I promise you we'll get the book, but we have some sounds we need to discuss because I'll be using these from the book as well. So, if you hear a jump sound such as, then that means we need to discuss some pet words and what they mean and how they actually relate to autism in a way. The second sound you might hear would probably be a banjo sound, such as. And if you hear that sound, that means we need to go over a weird but true fact, which I will also relate to autism as well, like I'm going to do with the pet words. The next sound you might hear or might be get interrupted is a corny laughter sound, such as. And if you hear that sound, that means we have to tell a pet joke with a corny laughter, and that's the start of it. Now, the final sound you might hear and probably will hear is a rim shot noise. And if you hear the rim shot noise, which is... Then that means that's the end of the pet joke and we will continue on. So now that I went through everything, let's go ahead and read. So, Cats vs. Dogs by Elizabeth Carney. Dogs and cats are the most popular pets in the world. Some people think dogs are our finest friends. Others believe cats are the perfect pets. Find out which animal has the smoothest smooths, the best hearing, and can do the smartest tricks. No matter who your favorite is, one thing is for certain. Fur will fly in this battle of pets. Who has the scariest relatives? Dogs and cats may seem like opposites. That's because they have different family trees. Millions of years ago, a fox-like predator prowled the plains hunting for meat. This animal called Uciodavisi 
was an early relative of the canines we see today. Wolves, coyotes, jackals, and dogs are all related to this ancestor. These animal hunts and live in packs in the wild. But all cats from the mighty tiger to the common house cat evolved from a small cat-like creature that lived 12 million years ago. This animal is called the Fila Atica. Later, the feline family split into two groups. One group evolved into smaller cats like pumas, lynx, and house cats. The other evolved into big cats like tigers, lions, and leopards. Big cats are some of the world's most fearsome predators. Oh, now we gotta read some words here. So, some pet words at least. So, the first one would be a canine for dogs and a feline for cats. So, this is a group of meat-eating mammals that include domestic dogs, wolf, fox, jackal, coyotes, domestic cat, lion, tiger, lynx, and cheetah. So, typically though, people with autism love food, but mainly meat. We love our meat because we get to rip into something and let our canine set up because people with autism either have a feline or a hen canine personality to them because they love to shred into something. I mean, you've seen probably autistic kids who like to be wild, crazy, knock stuff off the shelves, knock stuff off the furniture, do a handstand, do 20,000 cartwheels. I mean, you've seen that with your own eyes probably. And when you see that happening, that's our canine side coming out. That's us ripping into the meat because we're being crazy. We want something to eat. We may want to do something. I mean, that's our wild canine side that can't be controlled, but the way to do it is to let us do something no matter where we are or what we're doing. The next word we need to talk about is predator. That is an animal that hunts other animals for food, just like you expect. Now, when autistic people get messed with by someone, we are nothing to you but a predator because you came into our heads and you hurt us mentally. So because of when you do that, you become our prey. That just feeds off of our self-confidence if we have any. And if we don't, then we're prey, but we we're probably don't want to be the prey. We want to be the predator. But if you want to harm us in any way, physically or mentally, then we become the predator. And how we're eating you is being self-confident. And it is crucial for us to become the hunter instead of the hunted due to us having a target on our back. Because people with autism always have that target on their back. And I don't understand why, but we do. So we have to be the hunter instead of the hunted. Because if we're the hunted, we'll probably be dead in a few minutes. So we have to. We have to. And I mean have to become the hunter so we don't get so we don't die and mentally or become lost in a different world where it's not reality anymore. The third word for this section is domesticated. That is the condition of an animal changed from being wild to living closely with humans. This is how I think of it. When we first meet you, we're feral to you. We don't trust you, but we still don't get me wrong, we'll still interact with you. We won't be like, ew, 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 you got cooties, get away from me. No 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 no. We'll still interact with you. But we're not going to trust you until we know you for a long time. And we still have that certain edge on you. Like that certain edge of maybe you doing something bad to us. We just don't trust you. I mean, that just comes with autism. Is we don't trust you until we know you 100% sure that you won't stab us in the back. But, like I said, as time goes on, we will become domesticated with you and grow closer to you. And the reason, this is all me, honestly. You're not, I want to let you know the other people, you're not the problem. We are the problem because we're the problem of the trusting because for me, it's because I have social anxiety really bad and I just don't, I have trust issues. So it's not you who's being mean and being 
you're being fine. It's just us because we need to get to know you. We need to make sure you're not going to stab us in the back. And we need to make sure that you're okay to be around us. We need to make sure that you're okay, that we can be ourselves around. And we can trust you enough to the point where, okay, I can go to bed and this person won't kill me or is still my friend, period, and ain't going to leave me for a good long while. The final word for this section is evolve. So this is the change to develop naturally over being long periods of time. As time comes on, like I said, we will become our own individual because like we said, when we're young, we want you to help us parents. We want you to like hold our hands, spoon feed us the answers and just go do this, Tommy, go do this. No, Tommy, you got to do it my way. We want that like when we're younger, like when we're like one to 14. But eventually, probably when we hit like high school, we want to become our own individual and will not become someone you may not want us to be which means maybe we do do something bad, but we may not like the stuff that you like. I mean, we want to do what we want to do. But also as we grow in different stages, we will have different issues. Like for example, my issue when I was younger is I had meltdowns. I don't do those anymore. I don't have as much anymore. I still do every once in a while, but not as much. But I don't have meltdowns as much. Mom, I, I have other issues like being honesty or blunt and C102 honesty versus bluntness for that. But that's an issue that came to me when I was older. I didn't have that problem when I was younger, but that's my point is we will have different problems at each stage of our lives. No matter what, how old we are, we will have certain problems. But some, like I said, we may keep. We also might keep some that have went through us from our elementary times to now. Oh, time to tell a weird but true fact. So weird but true fact one is big cats like lions Tigers and jaguars can't purr like small cats do. This shows autism to me because we might have a unique behavior, do something unique that can be associated with weird, but maybe even cool or just completely weird. But do you know what I say about that? Who cares? Because honestly, we are overlooked 24-7. So my thing is, if you're going to overlook us, at least let us do our own thing. And because think of this too, there's only one of me and the rest of you. Because one of me... It's not, like I said, one versus all. No, 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 no. It is one of me, and then there's rest of you because you are doing all these other things. But guess what? There's one of me doing one thing in particular that you guys can't do. Too bad. If you don't like it, I don't care. It's one person that's going to do it, and the rest you don't have to. So it is one, and one of me, rest of you. All right, so it's now time for our first joke. So what is the only kind of dog you can eat? The answer, a hot dog. So now that we got our fun out of the way, let's go back to Sirius. So after I've read pages from those books, what you think is the winner? Well, the winner is from this, from Scariest Relatives is... Cats. Which makes a score 1 to 0. So our next category is... Who knows best or who has the better nose? So, dogs and cats have super sensing powers that have been passed down from their ancestors. Powerful senses have helped them survive. <laughs> a dog smells the air. It gets a lot more information from a whip than we do. Dogs have about 220 million scent cells than any other creature living. Oh, there's our jump sound. Let's get to another word. So, the only word I have for this one is cell. It is the basic building block of a living thing. This is what we have just like animals do. We actually believe not think like animals according to Temple Grandin and C-124 pictures on the ranch with Temple Grandin. And maybe she's what she's telling us too because Temple put 
when that interview put some really good points. I mean, we have the same neurosystem. We think a lot like them. They just don't talk like us do. That leads us to our second weird but true fact. So, this fact is some dogs' breeds can sniff out insects, molds, dogs, and even cancer. Now, unlike dogs, we don't sniff because we're not, because we're not, we don't sniff each other's butts. But our nose cells do not lie. When we have what I like to call brain sniffs, is where our brain sniffs that something's wrong. We're right. Trust us. When we make, man, my brain is, ain't smelling right here. I got something's up here. Like, we know it. We're smart to see that something's up here. You guys may not see it. But we notice that something's up here, and autistic people know that something is up, like I said. They always have a suspicion of people and places. I mean, we got a third eyeball in the back of our heads that says, like, something's up. And we, you may, it's a gift that we have granted, but sometimes it's sure a pain because we overanalyze too much with it. And your winner for the best nose is... Dogs. Which makes a score one to one. Our next section is something called hearts, which I'll get into later, but let's imagine this scenario. A mouse scurries inside a hole in the wall. You probably didn't hear it, but I sure as heck a cat did. That's because only humans can hear up to 20,000 hearts. And that is, which I'll say later, but dogs can hear twice that. But cat's hearing is king, though. They pick pick up an ear, and I mean an ear spinning, 60,000 hearts. That's bigger than anything. Now, that's the one for this word, for the word I told you about, but since you don't know it, I'll probably tell you what it is. So, this word is called hearts, like I said, and is a unit of measurement for sound. And this resembles autism because people have way much hearts than animals, actually. Not typical people, but autistic people, because, think about it, we have sensory problems. I mean, we really do. We have more sensory hearts, probably, than a cat does. We have more hearts, an overload amount of hearts, because we do have sensory issues. As C-123, sensitive feelings, for more on that. But when we do have too much hearts going on, then we just need a break from the world or from the sounds going on, or we will react very badly because, unlike cats, our heart, their hearts don't act up. But ours will, if you don't do something about it and help us out here. And your winner for hearts is... Cats. Which makes the score 2 to 1. Your next category, or next one, will be who serves up a supper. House cats are deadly hunters. Sometimes cat owners will open their front door and find a surprise. It's a dead animal. Cats often bring home gifts for dead animals to their owners, like birds, lizards, or mice that they've killed. You might prefer a pizza, probably, because I don't know if you want to eat dead animals, but your cat is just following its in- instincts. Dogs probably, though, bring home the newspaper as their supper for you, which you can't eat, but that's what dogs bring for you. Oh, time for another word. So, this word is instinct. It is a behavior that animals are known to do. I think autistic people have an autistic instinct where we do what we are born to do. And when we develop a certain behavior over time, if it is harmful, you must help them control it, duh, for your safety and their others. But think about this. What if it's not harming anyone, but it's just an odd behavior? Because if it's an odd behavior and there's no harm, then I say, honestly, let them do it. Because if it helps them, it helps them. Why take their certain instinct away if it's their unharmful instinct away if it's helping them i don't get that so to me if it's unharmful let them do it but if it's harmful take it under control and just get them help the winner for sort of best suppers is cats which makes the score three to one your next section is who is the pickiest eater dogs and cats usually eat pet food that's specifically made for them 
However, in the wild, cats are carnivores. They only eat meat. Cats need five times more protein than dogs. Dogs are carnivores too, but like we said, they are picky. But in the wild, dogs and wolves sometimes snacks on plants though, like grass and fruit. Oh, what the word that we got now is protein. That is a nutrient in meat that is important to all living things. In my opinion, people with and without autism love protein. But like I said, I might, that's my opinion. But it's not as much as people with autism can love it or they love their meat. We are natural born carnivores, but I think we love something called sweet meat. Like for me, buffalo wings, there's a certain hotness and sweetness to it that I can't explain, but also has some meat in it. A professional wrestler once said, feed me more. I say, meet me more. Oh, time for our joke. So let's see what joke we got. This one kind of makes me chuckle, so I'm sorry, but it's kind of funny. What do cats eat for breakfast? Answer, Mice Krispies. All right, that leads me to revealing the winner, which the winner is... Cats, which makes a score four to one. Our next thing is who has a tattletale? Who communicates the most with their tail? Both cats and dogs show how their tail they are feeling with their tails. When cats hold their tails straight up, they're happy to see you. A twitchy tail means a cat is ready to pounce. Cats sweep their tail from side to side when they're feeling excited or aggressive. For dogs, it's happy dogs, as we all know, or if you're a preschool, you should even know this, when they wag their tail from side to side, around and around like a propeller, they're happy. But when dogs are scared, they tuck their tail between their legs, and dogs are unsure about something, they keep their tails low and wag them close to their bodies. Dogs hold their tail still and upright when they sense danger. This means trouble might be coming. So who's more telling with their tail, you wonder? We'll get back after this fun fact. So let's play it for fun. So your fun fact is, or your weird but true fact, is a frightened dog tucks its ears down and hunches like its back to appear smaller. All right, this is what I'm just going to say is they use the puppy eyes like we do. Oh, and I also forgot to tell you that we also have another joke. So, let's do our little thing. So, your joke is, why can't a leopard hide? Answer, because it's always spotted. And your winner for who has the chattiest tail is... Dogs, which makes the score 4 to 2. Our next category is, who is the chattiest? Dogs and cats don't use words. However, that would be cool. They could speak, but that can't be real. But anyway, they have a wide range of sounds to tell how they're feeling. Consult this cat dictionary and dog dictionary to see what your cat is trying to tell you. If a cat purrs, the sound signals that the cat is happy and it's feeling comfortable and safe. Meow means cats have different meows that can mean many things. That can mean feed me, pet me, or hey there. If a cat yells, that means they're long wailing sound to get the attention of their owners or other cats. If they hiss, this means that they're trying to defend themselves when they raise their upper lips to show their teeth and blow out a jet of air. Growl means this low sound is means to stay away from me or I'm going to kill you. But don't forget, like I said, a dog would be whine. Puppies get this high-pitched distress if they're alone or hungry, and it tells mom to come and help, but dogs do it just when they're hurt. If a dog yips, that means when they feel playful or when they want attention. If a dog barks, that means they're trying to find other dogs or they're bored or excited. A howl means that 
they're lonely, and they're trying to contact with family members. And they also growl like cats, and it also means to get away, and they're usually upset, tense, or angry. Looks like we got another word to talk about. So this word is pack. It is a group of canines that live and hunt together. I think with autism, each autistic person has their own packs. We are the leader of our own pack, and the pack can include just ourselves, or with one person, or it could be with a whole group of people. It all just depends on how well your autistic person gets along with society and bonds with others. Oh, looks like I got another weird but true fact. So, the weird fact we have is wolves house to communicate with pack members or to give warnings to their rival packs. When one of those happens to us as well, we will take action and howl ourselves or possibly even bark at you. And I don't mean literally, but you get where I'm going. But literally howl at you to knock it off. Now that we got our fact out of the way, I'll tell you the winner, which is... Dogs. Which leads to score four to three. So now what I want to do is I want to actually take a break from the competition. I want to give you some ten fun facts. So, ten. A great dame named George holds the record as the tallest dog staying on his hind legs, and he is over seven feet tall from head to tail. For nine, it is a boarder named Betsy who actually understands more than 340 spoken words. Betsy learned words as quickly like a small child would. Eight is with their keen ability, cats can tell when disasters like earthquakes or volcanic eruptions are about to happen. Your seven is when a cat grooms itself and removes dead hair and skin. Grooming also spreads the cat scent, which makes the cat feel relaxed. For six, it is a wolf, and the wolf can literally wolf down 12 pounds of meat in one setting. For five, dogs have six puppies per litter on average, but large breeds can have as many as 12 puppies. Four, lions are the only cats that live and hunt together in large groups. Three, dogs can drink muddy water and rotten meat without getting sick because the chemicals in the dog's stomach kill the germs. For fact two, it is when a domestic cat hunt mice, they usually have to hit one or two or three times to result in a catch. And the final fact is a tire can take down a deer with one vicious bite to the throat. Our next category, and for the second half, or the first one from the second half is, who is the biggest sleepy hen? Dogs sleep 12 hours a day on average. Older dogs or puppies might sleep more. Working breeds like boxers and collies don't need as much shut-eye. But however, cats can sleep about 18 hours a day. But unlike humans, cats sleep lightly waking up every several minutes. Oh, it's time to be funny and let's see what joke we got this time. So our joke is, what do you say when a cat wakes up? Answer, cat's up! And our winner for for Sleepy Head is Cats, which makes the score 5 to 4. And on to the next category, which is who is the cleanest? Cats spend over half their time licking themselves. A cat's tongue is rough like sandpaper. It's covered with backward facing spines that turn the tongue into a mini brush. Dogs lick themselves too, but not as much as cats because of the lack of the spines that, the, that makes a cat's tongue. And that's why dogs can use a little help sometimes from their owners to get squeaky and shiny clean. And there's nothing to really do, so let's get to the winner. And your winner is... Cats. Which makes the score 6-4. to four. So now the next one is, who is the most athletic? Cats are great climbers. They love to perch in trees, on refrigerators, and even on rooftops. They can jump long distances and almost always land on their feet. 
But still, when it comes to going the distance, dogs are hard to beat, though, because some breeds of dogs are able to run or work all day, such as sled dogs in the famous Idiot Rod race run 1,110 miles through the Alaskan wilderness. And there's nothing here, too. So your winner is... It's actually a tie because they both are capable of physical feats and they just have different talents. So for this one, since it's a tie, I'm going to upgrade both of yours. So the score is now 7 to 5. Our next one is who is the most social? Most dogs like to hang out with other dogs. This trait was passed away from wolves which live in packs. Many dog owners take their dogs to places where they can have active social lives. Unlike that, most cats are loners. In order to get along with cats, they usually have to be raised together or breeded together, but they do cuddle with their favorite humans. Oh, time for our fact. So our fact is, there are dog parks, doggy restaurants, and even hotels for dogs. And I'm here to I'm very happy they have these dogs for all those because I'm a dog guy. But anyway, but for me, I'm actually more happy they have autistic events. And it's not because we're not capable of hanging out with someone who's not autistic, and we cannot go to a regular event, and you might think that, but you're wrong. The real reason is because we feel more comfortable and we understand our certain behaviors. I mean, for example, I'm on an autistic dating app called Hikey, or Hickey, and believe it or not, it's really good. I mean, I haven't mingled with it. I mingle with several people who shall remain nameless. I haven't dated anyone, and I probably will eventually, hopefully to. But anyway, that's my point is, it's not because I don't feel comfortable with going on a regular dating app. It's just because these people are autistic. They understand our situations. They understand we're the same path. We're in the same boat. We're trying to interact with others who are understand our own separate issues. So it's not because we're scared. It's because we're comfortable. And your winner for most social is dogs, which leads to score seven to six. Now we go onward, which is who comes in the greatest number of shapes and sizes? Cats haven't changed much from their wild ancestors. Scientists think cats started living with humans about 9,000 years ago. Cats were useful for catching pests that raided food supplies. Today, there are 80 breeds of cats. The biggest difference among cat breeds is the length, color, and the feel of their coat. More than 15,000 years ago, though, humans and wolves started living together side by side. Eventually, humans tamed the pups into the world's first domesticated animal, the dog. Over the years... You have breed dogs for specific tasks like guarding, herding, and companionship. The results, dogs of all shapes and sizes, there are more than 400 dog breeds recognized around the world. Oh, let's see what our fact is here. So our fact is mixed breeds, cats, are the most popular cat variety. Only 2% of pet cats in the United States are purebreds. I like the purebreds, I should say. We are also like the certain right of mixture things. But it must be the right type, though. If it's the wrong type of mixture, it will bother us till we're gone. But if it's the right, hey, we're chill with it. We like it. It's a new experience. Let's try some mixture that's good and right and pretty cool to try. Oh, time for our final joke. So, what do dogs eat at the movies? Answer, popcorn. And that leads to our winner, which for the winner is... Dogs, which makes the score 7-7. Seven to seven. It's a tie again. Our final category is who is the smartest? Sit. Stay. Roll over. Most dog owners know it's easy to train pups to do tricks. Dogs' brains are wired for obeying a pack leader, so they're happy to listen to their human owner's commands. 
Dogs can be trained to do all kinds of tasks. They can serve as guide dogs for people who can't see. They can help search for lost people after a disaster. Some dogs even help police officers catch criminals. Now, what if you tell a cat to sit? And it will likely give you a look that seems to say, I don't think so. Some cat owners believe that cats are too smart to take orders from a human. While dogs have a natural drive to please a leader, cats generally do not, but they can still be trained to do chicks. Chicks. Tricks. Using tasty food rewards, experienced trainers can make cats jump through loops, high-five, fetch toys, and give them even a hug if it comes down to it. Cat. Fun fact is cats can learn to use the toilet instead of a litter box and top it off. They will flush it for you afterwards so that way you don't have to leave you a gift. Okay, here's my thing. I'll admit it. Unlike cats, I think people with autism and others forget to flush the toilet sometimes because we're sometimes crazy and stupid. Now, but the winner for Smarts is... It's another tie again since they can both do tricks. Now, uh-oh, we have a tie. So since we have a tie, you're probably asking, Well, Sam, what's the best pet then? Well, here's my answer from, from Cats vs. Dogs on page 44 and 45. Dogs and cats have different traits that you have developed over thousands of years. Your dog might chew up your favorite pair of shoes. Your cat might ignore you when you call its name. But most dogs and cats love their owners when they're not in their best behavior. When a cat curls up on your lap or a dog gives you a sloppy lick of affection, you'll know who the perfect pet is. And your answer is, whichever one you own. The end. But I also kind of now want to know this. What's your favorite animal between a cat or a dog? If so, if you decide this, I want you to email me at mitchellsam171 at gmail.com a paragraph, which is like five to six sentences, on why you like cats or dogs better. And if you do that, I will give you a Starbucks $5 gift card. Now, to on with the lesson here, which means to show you, you probably wonder, why did I read this book? What was the point of this book? What was the point of doing this, Sam? What's the point of this whole cats versus dogs idea? What does this show? Well... I'll answer that. To me, this shows the word, dun, 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 preference. Preference is a greater liking for one alternative instead for the others, which means you like something over something else. And I actually believe we do have to struggle with this and have a hard time with this because I think why we have to combat this issue is because we tend to be closed-minded and believe everyone should like what we like. To us, what we, what we like is more important than your likings because it is something that we have in the back of our head when we are bored, or what we can always have on the back burner when the conversation ain't going right. And the one one fifteen conversation operation for more on that, but we know we have that topic, and that makes us feel better. And when we do that, we will have the chance to, as they say, rewrite history and fix our wrongings. In my opinion, there are two ways you can see it. For example, you have me who loves sausage more than bacon, but my dad, who loves bacon more, which is a big difference, yet we get along really well and just continue beyond our differences of sausage and bacon. We just don't talk about it much. We don't argue which one's better. We just have our opinions where you have our preferences and we keep that to ourselves and we just don't change our mind. That's the first way you can see it. The second way you can see it is the famous catchphrase, opposites attract. And I believe that phrase is true because everyone lives a different lifestyle, but sometimes you get strange bedfellows who, who are just like, huh, they're friends, really? Okay, cool, kind of odd, but may work out. And you never expect it at all, and you never expect to hit it off. And look like mismatches, but yet their opposite personalities contract each other, and it drives a unique bond driven by an unusual element in the relationship or even a friendship. In conclusion, meow, woof. No, I'm kidding, but in, for real. In conclusion, let's forget about this cats versus dogs idea for a minute, and this fun idea of cats versus dogs, and focus on the idea of preferences for a moment. 
I could have used something else if you thought about it. I could have used pie versus cake or chocolate versus vanilla, mom versus dad. I could have used anything, but I wanted to use what I had. All can aside, though, whatever you like, they could take a like, and maybe some will like it. But if they do not, they still give them the opportunity, and you may like them. Even though they may seem like the wrong person, you're the only person who can change that. So, really, I'm just going to end this episode with this quote. Don't judge a book by its cover. Well, that'll be all for us today. Hope you learned something about cats and dogs. And I want you right now to pick which one you like better, cats or dogs, or just go mingle with someone who doesn't have the same preferences as you. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.